having a single character is just about focus, right? Focus is the, it's the hardest thing for people to get uh, because focus is about simplicity. The simplicity is the hardest thing for people. Welcome to You Are a Storyteller with Brian McDonald and Jesse Bryan. This program is produced in Seattle, Washington by Belief Agency. On this week's episode, we talk about the importance of focus. So a lot of times the simplest things are the most profound. Sure. Right? And um, you mentioned something and you were on a show with our, our friend Dustin and you were talking about the Holocaust. And I think I think the question was something like, you know, you said something along the lines of, you know, it's not about the Holocaust. It's about one of the individuals in the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. And that reminded me of like, we should talk about how many characters are in a story versus who's the story about. Sure. Does that make sense? Does make sense. So um, there's got to be a better way for me to crystallize this at the front end. But it's, for instance, can you can you illustrate this through the through the lens of the three pigs? Yeah. Well, so uh yeah. So the three pigs is called the three little pigs, so people think, well, of course it's about three little pigs. But it isn't. It's about one pig. It's about the last pig. It's about the pig who builds the house of bricks. But in order to understand the success of that pig, you have to have the failure of the first two pigs. So the house of straw, the house of sticks, then the house of bricks. Uh, so it's really that last pig's story. Um, when you have a lot of characters, then people tend to think that it's about all of those characters. And because people have a hard time focusing, so they have a hard time with armature, which is the point of their piece, right? They, whenever you tell people to limit, they're like, why do I have to do that? That's the hardest thing for people to do, I think, is to, is to be precise. Mm. And so when you say it's about one character, a lot of people don't like that because it requires them to be precise. It's marksmanship, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I'd rather just have a shotgun approach and, you know. So every movie is always about one person. Well. Or one, one, one character. Here, here's uh so Pat- let's talk about it if you don't agree like yeah no, yeah so patichevsky um had a lot of rules about story structure and how it worked and um things he had learned i mean he didn't make them up but things he had learned and that i learned from reading what he said set up who patichevsky is just in case uh patichevsky is um he was a screenwriter um who started um, in uh, live television in the 50s, writing those dramas, same as Rod Serling, same as uh, Reggie Rose, who did uh, 12 Angry Men, and uh, Abby Mann, who did um, Judgment at Nuremberg. There are a lot of these people. Anyway, he was one of these people. Uh, really good writer. He was considered in that group the best of them. Um, they all by, con- by those other guys. By those other guys. They considered Patichevsky the best one. Um, and so, and he was very good. And so Patichevsky has a book called uh, Patichevsky uh, Television Plays, where he has some of these plays compiled and he has these essays in the book. And in one of those essays, he talks about all the rules of, you know, he talk, he'll like, he'll talk about how he breaks down one of his movies or, you know, like, oh, well, this is, I did this because of X, I did this because of Y. It's the best film school hmm. you could get is to read that book, I think. Wow, so how, after the play, you read the teleplay or whatever, yeah. right? And then he actually breaks it down for you. Yeah, he'll talk wow, about it. Cool. Like, okay, this is why this character exists, because they have to do this, and this is why. But one of the things he says is he says, uh, and he's a, you have to understand, he was a stickler, right, for structure. But he said, 
you can pretty much violate any of these rules without losing the audience. Um, so, he, you know, he's saying under certain circumstances, sure, you can do this instead of that or this instead of that. He wasn't that rigid about it. But what he was very rigid about, he says, I know one thing for sure, that drama, meaning this story, is about one character. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So he listed all these these best practices. Yeah. But the one non-negotiable was it's about one character. Wow. Yeah. And that made me take it seriously because he was so rigid and then said, well, you could fudge that. But he also did network. Right. He wrote network. Yeah. He wrote uh, Marty, which won best picture in 1955. Yeah. he was not a slouch. Yeah. Network yeah. is bonkers. Yeah. He's, he was amazing. Oh he was an God. amazing writer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's very, very smart writer. But that's his, in his canon, it's like the one, one line do not cross. Yeah. Why do you think that he was so strong on that? I think um, he was also a person who used to take his theme, which we call an armature, but he would take his theme and he would write it down or type it out and put it above his typewriter so he never forgot it. So he was really? never off track. Yeah. It was always right focus, there. Focus, focus, focus. Right? Wow. So I think that that was, all, that was also part of the focus. You have a single character and a single idea. Single um, character, single idea. That's great. Yeah. So I think that's what it was. I think it was all about how focused he could be. And most people have a problem with focus. So they'll fight it. There's even people now going, but I want to do a lot of care. You know, watching, that's what they're thinking. Right? All I know is that... Um, I see better work from people, especially people who aren't, you know, A-list screenwriters or whatever. When they're learning, they tend to be muddier hmm. and they would be better off by learning how to focus, right? Then, then they would know what they're doing with these other characters in this ens- ensemble piece. When people aren't very experienced, writing an ensemble piece is kind of a, not the smartest thing to do because it means they're not focused. So let's break this down and make this really easy. A movie that you like, um, Nemo, mm-hmm. right? Is it about Nemo? Is it about Marlon? Who's it about? Um, ultimately, it's about Marlon. How do I know that? Or I get, how should the audience know that? Well, he's the character we start with who survives the whole piece, right? Um, so, and he's the one raising... Nemo and has he's the one that has the big problem to overcome. He's right? the one finding Nemo. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. But he's the one that has the big problem to overcome. Right. Mm. The big problem is uh he's being overprotective as a father. He's not letting his son grow and learn, right? So he's the one who has to let go of that. Yeah. Right. So who changes? That's always that uh, now the hero doesn't always change. Your your protagonist doesn't always isn't always the character of change. But more times than not, they're going to be the character of change. Sometimes they are steadfast and they have a way of being, and they don't they don't change. But that means hmm. is that what, like Rob Roy? Yeah, or? Rob yeah, Roy doesn't yeah, change. Yeah. But very few though. I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, if they don't change, what has to happen is that they have to be, I think, challenged to change Hmm. right so if they have a conviction like rob roy has a conviction yeah then you challenge it and challenge it and challenge it and challenge it and he sticks to it and he sticks to it yeah um you know in in star trek they have the idea of the prime directive right you're not supposed to interfere with other developing species or races and so sometimes they they can find a good story by challenging that Hmm. 
like, well, what happens if this is going to happen? Yeah. Are you doing, you know, what happens if they're on the path to destruction? Like they're going to destroy themselves. Do you save that civilization or let them die out or whatever? Um, hmm. You know, so they. Superman, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if they have strong convictions and you can, you can throw things at them and you have to make it hard uh, because that's the way life is. If you have strong convictions about something. Yeah. Stuff's going to happen constantly. That's going to want to make you back yeah. off. Yeah. Because it all goes back to life. Right. So, so you say it's a, it's about, so Finding Nemo, the reason I bring that up is just because that's a movie that uh, I, you know, I've read comments before and people are like, will you please talk about new movies? It's like, sure, there's one, there's Nemo, right? You like Nemo. Right. Uh, and going like, oh, I figured it was about Nemo's, right? It's like, no, yeah. but who, who changes? Right. Right. Can, I, I, you know me, I, I don't understand the new, this is a little off topic, but I need to understand it myself. I don't understand the new movie thing. What is it about new movies that makes it more valid in people's minds and talking about? You know what I I think it's like, it's about, it's about someone's world. So, right? Like, this is funny because we can start doing stuff like this. Remember when we were in Italy? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So if you've never been to Italy, Kate had never been to Italy. My wife had never been to Italy. I don't know if um, Heather had or not, but both of our spouses were there when we were there, right? Yeah. Um, And the whole thing is like, if old to you is downtown Seattle, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, why is everybody always talking about this Coliseum? I've seen pictures of it online, <laughs> right? It's just fallen down, broken. Have you been to the Seahawks stadium? <laughs> That's what a stadium looks like. And you're like, yeah, but have you, have you seen the Coliseum? I don't need to. It's old. Right. Why don't you talk about a new stadium like the Seahawks stadium? It's like, well, Hagia Sophia, there's another one. Yeah. I'll t- I swear, like, as cool as these new stadiums are, walk through the Hagia Sophia in Istanbul. And see how impressed you are. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I mean, at least the guide I was with when I was there was like, with the equipment we have now, we do not know how to build this. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't seen something, so you have all this kind of reverence for older films because you've seen them. Right. Right. And you know what went into them. You understand mm-hmm. the context. You go, oh my God, that's so good. Like, um, it's the same thing with designers. Like whenever we do designer stuff, it's funny. The designers who really know the hip, cool designers now, and then you'll ask them questions about older designers and they have, they've never heard of them right. or animators or you name it. Right. And they'll be like, yeah, I don't know who that guy is, but man, boy, have you seen, <laughs> right. you know, whatever rocket ship studios. And I'll be like, no. But so anyways, Paul Rand was this person. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, there's other folks, but if you don't have context for that, it's hard to, I think it's hard for people to connect with it. Does that make sense? I'm saying I think it's about the size of your aperture. Like if you've not seen the once, okay, once you've been through the call scene, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. It, let's say you've only seen pictures of it online. And you go like, oh, I just have seen black and white photos of it. Right. I think that's the problem. So people are like, why do you always talk about old architecture when we could talk about a cool new stadium that most of us have been to? Right. It's why everybody right now is calling uh, Scorsese Oh, now we're getting into some stuff, right? Right. Right. Like, like calling them grumpy old men pretty much because they don't like the Marvel movies. Right. And, but the problem is, is that the people that are comp- commenting on this stuff haven't seen as many movies as Martin Scorsese yeah, has. Almost no or one Francis has. Or Francis Ford. <laughs> yeah. Almost no one has. <laughs> yeah. His own personal collection is bonkers. It's insane. Yeah. So you're talking about two people that have a very deep background in this stuff that is very different than the average not the average than most viewers who have maybe never actually you know seen stagecoach or i don't right. you know what i'm saying yeah so you're talking almost to like museum curators versus somebody who's only been to disneyland right and that's the right? castle they've seen and that's the castle so you're like i've been to disneyland and you're like 
You've been to the Guggenheim? Well, that's better. Like, or you've been to Germany and seen an actual castle? <laughs> right. So I think that that's why you get the pushback. Mm. I mean, you can understand that. No. Really? No. Why? Let's just talk about it. Okay. Because if you are, if you, if you go to school to be an architect, you study architecture. Yeah, the Pantheon. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, you, you don't start with the year you were born. Right. Yeah. And move forward. Yeah. Right. It's not the way, it's just not the way crafts have been taught. Yeah. Right. So, um, I you're think- talking about the Cracker Barrel that's down the street from your house. And and you're talking about the Coliseum. Right. And you're like, oh, man, the architecture of the Cracker Bell is bonkers. It's so good. <laughs> right. And you're like, well, well, I mean, I, you know, it's a restaurant, I guess. Yeah. I guess I just don't. Yeah. So I don't understand why. For me, it's like, it's always like, I've said this before, I think. It's, if you wanted to be a playwright, and I said William Shakespeare, and you said who? I'd say, how serious are you about being a playwright? Uh-huh. Right? It's the same thing. Like, well, if you're serious about this, you'll know what, because everything that you're seeing now built on something else. hmm And that probably built on something. Film is not that old. So if we're just talking about movies, film is not that old. Yeah. As an art form, right? Oh, uh, yeah. It's compared to architecture, compared to almost anything. Yeah, compared yeah. to almost anything. Yeah, it's almost it's, brand it's a, new. Yeah. It's a hundred and, you know, I don't know, hundred and. 20 or 100 and whatever it is yeah. right it's not that old so you could you could you can learn it all you can see it all so why why aren't you doing that you couldn't do that you couldn't do that with literature that you know how hard that would be oh sure yeah. but you can hit all the sort of high water marks of movies oh, and know everything about it mm-hmm. um i don't know why people don't do it it doesn't make any sense to my brain yeah yeah so I don't understand. It's like, well, what, what if you like lately? I don't know what that has to do with the conversation. But let's say you're new to the game. Okay. Right? Like Delilah. She's learning, editing. Mm-hmm. She, she's in here. She's mm-hmm. doing great, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say you're new to the game and you're going, I'd like to pursue that stuff, but what is it about those things that I should be looking for, mm-hmm. right? I think that's why, honestly, a show like this is helpful for people because you can go like, oh, I'm looking for, they used to understand right that there right. was a theme or an armature they understood like there was more focus mm-hmm. like what what are you looking for in those i think one of the things to look for is the exact same like that's why i wanted to do this episode it seems so small mm-hmm. how many how what is the how many people is the story about right, right? like right. how many uh, how do we say that what's the right way of saying that um how many main characters do you have that's the wrong way of saying it too it's about one person is all i'm trying to say yeah Drama is about one person. Drama is about one person. Yeah. Right. And if you understand that, that's a, a it seems like a really small building block, but man, it makes a it makes a huge difference because from a focus perspective. Like we were just looking at that edit of that thing we're doing. And I know we always talk like this. Yeah. The thing we're doing, right? Where it was about this there was there was a couple. And you're right. like, I think we need to shore up some more stuff with his wife, but you also said we gotta be careful because remember, it's still always about him. Right. Right. So even in there, you have this there's a a dance. Or a, There's right? a balance of some kind. Yeah. You just have to know who it's about. And, and, and the, the other characters are supporting characters. They're characters that help support the idea. Every character illuminates something about you. Okay. Can you unpack that a little bit? So, so maybe even using the three pigs. Like, why do I need those other pigs? Like, why can't I just open the film, 
There's a pig, there's a wolf, he builds a brick house, the wolf comes down the chimney, he eats him, and you're like, oh, good. Right. Because there's no, there's no progression. Right? Okay. Why there's, do I need, okay, great. Can you unpack that? Well, yeah. If you say that, if you told somebody that story, right, there's a pig, there's a wolf, he built the house of bricks, the wolf came to blow it down, you have no context for that. Mm -hmm. Wolf. Wolves can blow houses down, you, right? First <laughs> right. of all, you've got, right? No sure. context. Why did he think he could do that, right? Uh -huh. So there's no context there, so that doesn't make any sense. Um, and then the pig eats him. There's, there's, no, there's no victory hmm. because there's no failure, hmm. right? This is a problem we've run into before. Yeah, with, right. On right? that thing, with the thing. With the yeah. thing that we can't talk Sounds about. Sounds like we're in the mafias, the yeah. guy with the, the thing. Yeah. Uh -huh. But where sometimes people are afraid to go down but without the down you can't have an up the, mm -hmm. the definition of up is you know what i mean so you you can't so if people a lot of times when people want to avoid conflict right they're like yeah. oh the conflict it gets to then you can't go up you can't have the triumph that you want to have it's impossible yeah you know so you don't have a triumph without the failure of the first two pigs you don't have a victory you know you have an incident What's interesting about this is it reminds me of the conversation. You just got back from an insane trip to New York, and mm -hmm. I don't know what you can or can't talk about, so I'll ask you very vague questions about it. But you were having a conversation with a, another filmmaker, mm -hmm. right? And the conversation was around what are the two biggest mistakes people make? Or mm -hmm. what's the biggest mistake people make? Yeah. You said what? I said focus. I said people don't know what they want to tell a story about. They don't know what they want to say. That's the almost universally. That's the number one problem they don't That's what I've seen. you don't know what they're they don't know what they're trying to say yeah does that also apply to they don't know what they're trying to say and that's why they don't know who who that main character is often yeah that makes sense yeah so you end up with an ensemble where you don't really know who it's about because that's really based goes further upstream which is they didn't know what they were trying to say to begin with right now th the other issue is that people feel that it's simplistic not to have a million things to say, right? Hmm. So, so they'll say, yeah, but I have all these characters and I'm also saying this and it's also about that, but it's also a little bit about this and it's a little bit about that. It's this sampler plate of themes, mm -hmm. right? Um, and they think that they can do that, but that, yeah. that doesn't really work. Yeah. Um, I know you can't talk about these things, but I can because yeah. who cares? Yeah, uh, it's like well, that. That's what happened to me on Toy Story Four. At the first way, the beginning of the film, I'm like, oh, this is about Woody becoming a father, raising this thing, and then about halfway through the movie, he's like, no, it's not. <laughs> right now, it's about I don't know what, and, <laughs> yeah. and it, I'm like, what happened to the dad son thing? Right? Yeah. And then it becomes this thing where I don't even know. It's gorgeous. It's unbelievably well done. It's funny. All this stuff, and I'd be like, I have no idea what happened in the middle of the movie. Mm -hmm. You don't have to comment on that. So okay. that's just my opinion. Now, the second thing. So the first thing was we don't know what it's about. Right. Right. At first, going to Toy Story, I thought it was about Woody learning how to be a father. And I was like, this is going to be awesome. Right. He's carrying him down the road. The whole thing. I was like, this is going to be a great freaking movie. Yeah. And then it stopped. And I was like, oh, crap. Now it's about something else. And I don't even know what that other thing is. Anyways, the second thing. So number one, you don't know what it's about. The second biggest mistake that your friend said, what was the thing he said that he thought was the biggest problem? People won't go there. So they don't know what it's about. And once they do know what it's about, they're not willing to go there. Those are the two biggest right. problems. What did he mean by they won't go there? People, again, it, in life, we, we tend to avoid conflict if we can't, right? So you go through your life and you're trying not to have conflicts with people. And that's a, a relatively healthy thing to do is to not yeah, sure. have conflict with people. 
So that's the way we are. But when you're writing a story, what you need is conflict to make it work. And what people will often do is try to avoid that. Or they like a character, so they don't want them to, I don't want to hurt them too much. I don't want to go too far. I don't want to, or even more importantly, as a creative person, you're often revealing something about yourself emotionally, right? So you're saying on some level what's important to you, what matters to you, and that kind of exposure hmm. uh, scares people. They think they're going to be judged for having those feelings, having those reactions and those responses. And so in order to minimize that judgment, they pull off. And they pull off and they pull back and they pull back. And when they do that, they lessen the impact of the thing that mm. they're doing. Yep. Right. But it happens all the time. I can't tell you, Brian, since you told me that, how many times I've thought about those two steps in like the last week. Mm -hmm. Number one, I don't, do you know what you're saying? Number two, are you willing to go there? Because no. like just those two things, God, that is, there's so much gold in those two things. They both sound really simple. Yeah. Right. So once you know what you're trying to say, and if you're willing to go there, you got to figure out who's this character. Right. Right? right? Who's the character? And that goes back to things you've talked about in the past. What are the three things every story needs? A character with a goal and an obstacle between them and that goal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if we know that it's about a character, mm -hmm. let's, let's get more nuanced, right? Okay. What about something like MASH, where MASH has a ton of really well-defined characters, mm -hmm. right? Right. Um, We're talking about MASH the TV show. MASH the TV show, correct. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so for me, uh, you look, if I think about MASH or Cheers or, I mean, you name it. Yeah. Columbo's easy because it's like, well, who's it about? Right. right. But like, if I look at shows like this, you would say it's still always about one person. Right. Help me understand that when it moves from like a TV show to a, I'm sorry, when it moves from a film to a TV show. So a TV show, well, Cheers is about Sam, mm -hmm. right? Um, Sam has the, it's his bar for one thing. Mm -hmm. um, he's an ex-alcoholic. He's an ex-alcoholic and, and, uh, and works in this, owns this bar. Which is brilliant. It is brilliant. I mean, that is such a smart move. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. Um, Where's the worst place in the world to put an alcoholic? Yeah, put him in a bar. Yeah. Um, they do some really great things with that God, too. That's so, so good. Yeah, like, they do some really great, remember his lucky, Yes. Cat. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That episode's insane. It's yeah. the first season. Yeah. It makes me happy just thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. No, there are all these other characters, but it's his show. Yeah. Right. Um, and you know, it's his show. I don't think anybody's actually confused about whose show it is, you know, when they watch it. I think they know it's his show. I mean, it's as much well, as now that you say that. Yeah. Now that you say that, I think people would be like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's Sam's show. But when you watch it, there's so many strong characters. Right. Right? Right. Like, in there with him. Especially, mm -hmm. like, that I think, I think it cheers, cheers makes sense, right? But you've mentioned before that depending on the situation, the show can have a different emphasis on a different character. Sure. So, you can tell a Norm story on Cheers, right? Mm -hmm. But the overall show is Sam's show, mm -hmm. right? I mean, the overall series, yeah. right? But you can have an individual story about this person or that person or whatever. Yeah. I mean, Frasier's about Frasier. Right. Right? Yeah. <laughs> He's the main character of the sure. show. You know, everybody there is supporting, right? Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure Kelsey Grammer got the biggest check, right? He was the star. He's the one that couldn't leave. Okay, well, I can understand that for like Frasier or, you know, whatever, Columbo. 
What about like MASH though? Because MASH has so many well-defined characters, right? right? And it's, it was such a huge hit right? that I think a lot of people would be like, well, isn't this episode... So are you saying that there's a larger arc that will always be about who for, for MASH? Yes. Oh, who will it be about? Yeah. It'll be, it'll be Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Now, a lot of people don't know MASH, so this is all okay, abstract so, to them. Okay. Right? But um, this is all abstract because they haven't seen MASH. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an army hospital, a mobile army. What does it stand for? Mobile hospital i forget now yeah but, yeah but it's a mobile something hospital yeah. yeah hospital so they move around uh their tents and stuff and anyway the sort of idea of mash is that um sometimes you have to get a little crazy to keep your sanity hmm. right so so things go nuts and people do crazy things but it's a war is insane and it's the only way they can hold themselves together is to be a little crazy yeah so right. you got Klinger and, you know, Hot Lips. and You've got all yeah. these people that are a little off, but that's the way they hold on to their humanity and their sanity. Yeah. Um, it's also what makes it just such fun. It's, it's an amazing show. And in fact, um, in the very last episode of MASH, it's very clear that Hawkeye's having trouble holding on to his sanity. Um, so it ends up being about, here's the guy who holds that idea. He's the... He's the silliest of them. He's also the most serious of them in a lot of mm -hmm. ways too, right? He's both things. And in fact, he jokes mostly about the things he's very serious about. Mm, that's true. Right? Um, and so he's the one that holds both ideas. That this is serious. This is war. This is serious. But I'm going to make it as palatable as I can by being silly and by being funny and by playing practical jokes. And, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so because he's the holder, some people are just kind of silly, like, you know, the Frank Burns character or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some characters are just kind of silly. Mm -hmm. They don't hold both ideas yeah. in, in them, but Hawkeye does. So he's sort of the armature of the show is embodied in this character. Yeah. And it's not in the other characters, not in the same way. So what reasons would you, whether you're a showrunner have an episode that's not about Hawkeye. If 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 this is the character of change, mm -hmm. right? This is who the show is about is Hawkeye and we're whatever. Or, you know, Cheers is another good example of this stuff, right? Where right. there'll be an episode where Sam's in it for a second or not at all. Right. Right? Like, how do you just, like, how how does that work? Well, that depends. I mean, there's no... A series is an interesting thing because it isn't quite... Um. I would say it's a it's a a series like that is a relatively new thing in the world. It's not it doesn't have ancient origins, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, even epic poems that may have gone on and may have seemed like series. Um, there's just one story. Yeah. That you get in sections, right? Or when Dickens was releasing sections of stories, right? Right. It's like well, it's kind of like a series, but it was like a limited series that has an arc would you say that those individual episodes should still point back to the larger truth i think if you have a main idea mm -hmm. that your series is about then i think it should uh we live at a time that everybody i've said it before thinks this is the golden age of television i don't think that um because i feel people making things up as they go along and not having any real yeah yeah, theme, yeah. right totally 
That's why people keep getting bummed at the last episode of things. Right, because it wasn't going anywhere. And they'll be like, what? Yeah. I was waiting for the whatever, the the polar bear to pay off. And you're like, no, yeah, the polar bear was just in there because for whatever reason. <laughs> right. But, it's, but that's why you get, it would be satisfying if it was if it was going all built in that yeah. direction. Yeah. Like the last episode of MASH or, or something R- like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, the Fugitive was that way. The Fugitive mm-hmm. television show, because there's a Fugitive movie that now is old and people <laughs> people don't even know the movie anymore. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the Fugitive television show, you have a guy who's accused of a crime he didn't commit, and so um, he's running uh, from uh, the law, but he's also trying to find the guy. One-armed man. The one-armed man who he, he, he believes killed his wife. So, so he's both being pursued and he's pursuing. Um, and so every, so when you, the last episode of the fugitive is him finally getting that guy. Right. Right. Because that's where it's it been going. It has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and so it's very satisfying. The last episode of the fugitive was, had huge ratings, big, big ratings because everybody wanted to know. It was like, What's finally, yeah. finally he's going to catch the one on man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, having said that there's a cop. That's following the fugitive for all the series, the run of the series. Um, and it's just like in the movie, if you've seen the movie, what happens is his job is to catch this guy. Like Tommy the, Lee in the movie. It's right? Tommy Lee yeah. Jones in the movie. And uh, but in the series, uh, yeah, his job is to Inspector Gerard. His job is to find the guy. My job is to find the guy. He doesn't care about whether the guy did it or not. You know, whatever. It's like I, yeah. my job is to find the guy. So. The show starts off and Gerard's like, well, he's a convicted killer and my job is to find him. And then the cool thing about the character of Richard Kimball is he's a really nice guy. So Mm -hmm. so as he interacts with people's lives, um, often people find out who he is, but they're like, but he's a good guy. So they'll protect him and whatever. And after a while, the cop starts to realize that people like him and that are helping. They're helping him. And that starts to make him think maybe he's not the guy I think he is. So uh, by the end of the sh- series, by the end of well, like even in the middle, at one point, somebody said, "Yeah." And then uh, Richard Kimball got a gun and shot this guy, and he goes, "No, he didn't do that. Like huh. he didn't do that. I know him now from following him. That he wouldn't. Have done he that. wouldn't have done that. That he didn't do that." So by the end of the show, the end of the um, run, Gerard is helping catch the one-armed man. So good. Yeah. So he's really the character of change. Yeah, he's a character of change. Yeah. Whereas Richard Kimball stays the same all the way through. That's great. Yeah, that's a great example. Yeah, and Man. it's an amazing show. What would what would the pushback be if somebody right now is listening, going like, "No, no, 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 no." A movie's about several people. Okay, it's about a whole family. Somebody's it's not, doing. It's that. the Adam family. It's the Adams family, okay. right? It's about all of them and, and all the wacky troop and the crazy adventures the Adams family gets into, or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say to somebody who's going right now going like, yeah, I really disagree. I think, I think it's about all three pigs or the whole Adams family or you fill in the blank. Right. Yeah. Um, can, now there's been a couple of Adams family movies. Um, you've, have you seen them? I saw the one, the family values in the theater when I was a kid. Okay. What was it about? I don't know. I just remember the visuals. Right, right, right. I remember the cool base. Like, they have, like, this giant cavern under their house uh-huh. and, you know, the hand, mm-hmm. you know. What was the story? I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
I, you know what I mean? It's as simple as that. Yeah. Right. They but I get, saw ET when I was younger, and I can tell you everything about ET. That's all I'm talking about, right? The the thing is, when you just throw a bunch of gags together and call it a movie, you might make some money. Yeah. But don't expect people to remember what happened five years later or ten minutes later. Sometimes, right? right? What happened? I don't know. Some funny stuff. Something. When you're not about, when you're not saying anything. Mm-hmm. Um. When you lack focus, that's what you'll get. But you might get one sliver. How often have we talked to somebody about a movie and they'll be like, yeah, but what about that? Remember that great scene? Right. Where the whatever thing happens? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, but I've seen you ask people like, but what happened in the rest of the movie? And they're like, I don't remember. Yeah. It's like, well, that's not a good thing. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. If all you remember is the star exploding or whatever. Yeah. Right. It, it, that means it's not. It's not working. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not. Um, there, I was just. Uh, I think we were talking about something in, uh, today and um, you know, a lot of people use index cards when they write yeah. stories and they can move scenes and mm-hmm. things around. And I can't write like that because I'm like, well, this is cause and effect, right? This happened. So that makes this happen. That makes this happen. How can you move that around? Yeah. Like, I don't even know how to do yeah. that. Like, what if I put this over here? It's like, yeah, well, grandma's you- still alive. Then she's dead. Right. Can it move? Yeah. If it's cause and effect. Right then how can you move things around unless everything you're doing is disconnected? Mm-hmm. I don't know how to, do, it's like, oh, so what you're saying is it's disconnected. You don't have a single idea. Seriously, that's the law stuff. Where I never watched, I remember my, my wife watched all of it and she was like, yeah, there's like this whatever polar bear or something and everybody's waiting to pay off. And she's like, and it never, it doesn't mean, and yeah. the rules kept changing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, it's because you're just throwing darts. Right. You know? Yeah, they probably didn't anticipate it was going to be so stinking big. <laughs> like, oh crap! No, I, I told you, out. I watched half the pilot. I watched half of the pilot of Lost and said, "This show doesn't know what it's about." Hmm. I never watched another one. People are like, "You don't know, man. You gotta." I'm telling you, 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 it's good. And then at the end of it, they're like, "Yeah, it's uh, mm-hmm. yeah." I, I saw that. I, I saw the randomness. So when you're the other day, where were we when you were talking about you could read pages? You're like, it used to be like it would take me oh, to read a script yeah. to tell you whether or not it was going to work. Yeah. It was a class here. Oh. It was the class. Yeah, I was teaching here. So, um, yeah, I used to think, so I, you know, I would, was learning how to write screenplays and I'd go to these events where there was a producer or some executive talking about, you know, screenplays and they would say, you know, the first 10 pages have to be great and uh, that's what sucks you in. And we know by the first 10 pages whether or not your screenplay is working. And I used to think that. How is that possible, right? Yeah. It might get good. You don't know, you know, and I would think that, and that's what I see when I'm teaching, that the, the younger or less experienced people will think, well, that's preposterous. But after a while, you you get to a point where you can, you understand whether or not something's focused. And so you go, oh, I see, this is not, it's as if, if I was trying to throw a, a ball and hit that wall over there, but I threw the ball in the opposite direction, you don't have to wait to see how that turns out mm-hmm. to see if I hit the wall, right? Yeah. So you can tell when something's on the wrong trajectory. It's like, well, this is not going anywhere. Yeah. So uh, are first, you confused? Like, are you confused? Is that what's making you do it? No, there's just a, well, here. Just, okay. So, so uh, there's the first uh, 10 pages, but then um, that started getting to be less and less for me. So it was be like the first five pages. Then it was like the first page I could tell like and and it 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 wasn't like I would read the first page and go, oh, oh this sucks. So the rest of it sucks. 
I would read the first page and go, well, this isn't very good. And then I read the whole script and go, I knew on the first page. And so yeah. I started to see that pattern. So I would look at the first page and I go, this doesn't work. And then I got, I could, in the first paragraph, I would know. Um, like, oh, this is not going to be good. But what, so you've been able to figure that, like, obviously you've read a ton of scripts to mm -hmm. get to that point. But like, why? Like, what are you looking for? Focus. Right? So. When somebody doesn't know what, they, well, okay. So there's two ways that most people will start their screenplays. Um, and I'm told, I've been told that one of the ways, I didn't even know this. I was talking to somebody about this and they go, oh, you know, at Sundance, if your script starts this way, they'll toss it. Hmm. Um, I don't know if that's true, but that's what I heard. Um, so uh, there's two things. Pete, somebody getting up in the morning is so common in scripts. So common. If somebody hasn't had any experience, they go, so the character gets up in the morning. Here's what that means. First of all, it's not information. I can assume a character got up in the morning. Yeah. Right? So if they're getting up in the middle of the afternoon, that might be worth seeing. Right? If they're getting up in the morning, that's normal. That's not really worth talking about. So you're already not giving me information. You're already not being very specific. Right? Now... If getting up in the morning means you're Pee Wee Herman and there's a Rube Goldberg thing that makes your bed flip and you know what I mean? Farm animals are cooking your breakfast or uh -huh. whatever, right? Well, the, okay, that's different, right? You're telling me something. But yeah. otherwise, it's just a beginning, right? Yeah. Um, I'm just starting at a beginning. Or it's, Once upon a time, someone woke up. Right. Yeah. Unless that's something to do with the story, you're killing time until you can get to your story, right? So you can feel that right away. The other uh, very common opening is just a street, you know, so exterior, city street, day, you know, or something. Very not specific. Hmm. Uh, so the more specific, that's what you're looking for. Yeah. Right. So exterior, city street, day. You think, okay, that's just the beginning of the movie. Like, let's say you're not used to reading scripts. You go, okay, this is the beginning of the movie. I get it. The city street. I've yeah. seen movies start that way, right? Okay. I read it and I go, that's not focused. But if I read... Um, uh, close up on tennis shoes being laced, hmm. or I, the apartment, right? New York City, right? Two million fucking <laughs> right, right, whatever yeah. that opener, is. yeah, right. It's so stinking specific, right? So it's opening on a city, right? But you know, right out of the gate, why it's opening on right. a city? Yeah, right. So yeah, so you know, but if uh, you you know you see a a gun being loaded with bullets, that's the first. Like you go, oh, this thing has started. Mm -hmm. There's a focus here. The way you started Old Souls is great. Like for those of, that have read it, go back and look at the beginning of that thing. Because I think it's a good example of what you're talking Like mm -hmm. it didn't start with him opening it up. In fact, it started with out of boundary stuff. Yeah. But, but I mean, it, can't, it grabs you right out of the jump. Yeah, that's the. And there's like nothing going on. Yeah. <laughs> which is really interesting. So yeah. if you're curious about how to start something where nothing's going on, but it still grabs you. And it sets your out of boundary, outer boundaries, right? Yeah. Check out old souls, wow. but it's it's funny when you open it up, you look at it, they're like, "There's nothing going on," mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it still grabs you. Yeah, so you can, you know, so focus. Yeah, so focus, and so having a single character is just about focus, right? Mm -hmm. Focus is the it's the hardest thing for people to get, uh, because focus is about simplicity, and simplicity is the hardest thing for people to do. And you know what's funny? All these rules apply to companies. Mm -hmm. Hardest thing when you're working with a company, they don't know who they are, they don't know what to do. It's mm -hmm. focus. It's always about focus and alignment. Once you get people to focus and be aligned in this, in, we're all going in this direction. That's when really interesting things happen. 
the problem with focus for people is is about it's about commitment. Oh, that's interesting. Right. I'm it's committing I'm committing to this. To saying this thing with this character. Right. It's like, ooh, if I'm committing again, it's risky. I'm committing, right? If I if I'm muddier, yeah. Right? It's much harder to judge me. It's much harder to call me out on something because I'm muddy. Right? Um but to be specific, to be targeted, to be like, I'm doing this thing and I'm saying this thing and I believe this thing. Yes. Oh, well, that's a dangerous, you know, that's a dangerous place to be. But all the good people will do that. Yes. All the people whose stuff lasts, that's what they do. They commit. They commit. Right. And um, then they're willing to go there. Right. Right. What was that quote we read? Mediocrity is safe. Yeah, right. African proverbs. Yeah, yeah, it's an African proverb. Mediocrity is safe, right? If you if you are muddy, that's mediocrity usually, right? And it's gonna be it's safer than being very specific and standing by your thing. But it was funny because you changed it. It said mediocrity is safe, and you said mediocrity appears safe. Yeah, and I thought that was interesting because people want to keep everything open ended and all that, but at the end, it just doesn't make for a good story company you name it and it's actually safer to go i'm going all the way with this idea i'm committing to it right and i'm going to go as dark as it needs to go and i'm going to go as high as i need to go but i'm down the line this is the story i'm telling and i'm going to tell it in this way and this is the only character i can tell that through man it's funny it feels like a bigger risk but it's not it's not well think different right yeah right totally out of left field like nobody had done anything nobody done anything like think different think different that's mm-hmm. it. That's all that guy yeah. did and stuck to it. Yep. He stuck dramatized to it. it. He dramatized it. Steve Jobs was very much that. It's, it's really interesting to me, too. I don't even know if he knew that he was doing it. Yeah, he was so good. But I don't know, you know, but, but because he was dyslexic, right? Mm-hmm. If you look at all the Think Different posters and all the ads, like Einstein, like all the people he picked, I think all of them are dyslexic, but I don't think he did that on purpose. Mm-mm. Picasso yeah. was dyslexic. I don't think he did it on purpose, but those people fought differently, right? They did. Yeah, right? Because they were dyslexic. So it's interesting yeah. that he had those people in the, totally. in the campaign. And let me give you some contrast. IBM. No one ever got fired for hiring IBM. Yeah. Think different. Right. That's how you stand out. Yeah. The, these folks are it's like, we're the safe bet. Right. And we're like, we're going, right? Yeah. We're about empowering you know, passionate people to change the world. That's what we're about. And we're going to make products and services for them. And he launches it without any products attached to it. Right. And if, and if you want to see how to do this, go watch his video. It's on YouTube. The Think Different um, rollout he did for the local, uh, the Apple team. And it was a really small group of people. But man, the, like the conviction behind it. And he's focused. Yeah. So focused, he started killing things. He was like, we're done making this. We're done making this. He got hyper-focused yep. and aligned around what, who he was and what they were about. Yeah. And he talks about that. He talks about how he's like, products and services change, but beliefs and values don't. He got, he, the first thing he did when he got back was going like, let's get realigned around who we are. Right. Once we know who we are, then we're going to know what to do. And right. then our job is to stay committed to that and be the best in the world at really being ourselves. Yeah. He committed. And that's how he pulled that place out of the flames. Right. right? Yeah. Stories are the exact same way. Yeah. And we talk about this, right? All the best people say the same thing. Yep. Yeah. It could be an architecture, business. Yeah. I was thinking about, have you ever been to a, like a protest, like a protest march mm-hmm. or something? Yeah. And you go to a protest march and it's about something, right? Like yeah. let's say it's about, um, 
marriage equality or something, yeah. right? So you're on this march for marriage equality, and there's always the legalized pot people. And it's like, <laughs> you know, that's not what this is, yeah, right? right? Like, yeah. you're just jumping on our thing, yeah. and it, and then there's somebody else with another agenda and somebody else, and yeah. it muddies the whole thing. Yeah. Like, you can get a march. Why don't you yeah, do yeah. it? You this know what isn't I mean? the legalized marriage model march. Yeah. You can do that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. that's not this. Right. And, and it gets confusing. It gets confusing, right? So you see it all the time mm -hmm. in real life. Like it gets confusing when there's no focus. Yeah. Right. But it's also a tactic. Yeah. Is to draw focus. Yeah. So like something like Black Lives Matter, right? Yeah. You go like, well, well, Black Lives Matter. I want this. It's like, but that we're not talking about that right now. Right. That yeah. might also be a word. This is what we're talking about. Yeah. The more focused, the better. Yeah. Right. And then you bring everything into alignment. All your signage, your t-shirts, you want to bring everything in alignment with the one big idea. Yeah. And then people go, got it. I get what you say. I know what you mean by that now. Right. Well, well if you go to a grocery store, uh -huh. it's much better when you have a list. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you. you have a focus. Suddenly you walk in and you're like, I spent $500 on <laughs> right. nothing. Like, on like, nothing. Yeah. 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 Sugar pops and totally. salami. You know? The funny thing <laughs> yeah. is when we talk about the story, it, it, the same exact rules you're talking about apply to brands. Mm -hmm. It could apply to anything. Like, all these things you're learning about in the course of this story or reading your books or any of these things, Brian, it's like we were talking about in this class the other day. It's like you could apply it to writing an email. Mm -hmm. You could apply it to starting a non-for-profit. You could apply it to building a gigantic company. Like it's it's communication is what we're talking about. Right. How many times have you seen a speaker who was hyper-focused on communicating one thing and how good of a job they did, right? Yep. It's one in a thousand. Yeah. You and because you'll know it when you walk away, and you'll be like, "Oh man, that's right. Yeah, think different." Or what, like you walk away, and it's stuck in yeah. your head. Instead, people go like, "Well, if one point is good, ten points will be even better." <laughs> right. And then you walk away, and you're like, "You get into all this. I've done this a ton. Of, you get in all this nuance and stuff. It's like they're gonna want to know this, and they're gonna need to understand the his and the history of that and the whatever." And you're like, "But what does that have to do with what you're trying to say?" Well, nothing. But it gives context. Or yeah, right. Like, yeah. Oh man, you're gonna lose them bad. Yeah. What's the one thing they need to walk away with? Yeah, that's the thing. You have to know what that is when you start. And then are you willing to go there? Yeah. And most people, they just won't. They're too scared of it. Mm -hmm. It's too, well, it's risky Yeah. to put yourself out there, to be um, naked that way. Right. Imagine it, the guts it took to do things different. Yeah. You grab Bleak Lau, you know, you've been back for like a month and a half, and you're like, we're going to launch this giant campaign. What products are we selling? None of them. Yeah. There's no products. Yeah. Like now? No way you could do that. Now. Like no. the guts it took to do that. And the funny thing is people want the benefits of having conviction and something to say without the cost right. of having conviction and something to say. Yeah. Right. Oh, I want to be like Nike. And it's like, you're a coward all the time. <laughs> right. You're scared of saying anything that could actually make people feel anything but you want to be like them or I want a brand like Patagonia. What do you stand for? Well, whatever the client wants me to. You're <laughs> right. like, you're not taught. Right. You, you know, it's like, it's easy to admire someone like Dr. King. Right. Look yeah. what it costs you. Right. To be that kind of a person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's how it works. Do you know what you're trying to say? And are you willing to go there? Right. Yeah. Talking about Dr. King, last speech. Oh, his last speech is insane. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. It's he an, calls it. Yeah. Yeah, that's an insane He's speech. willing to go there. He knew he was, he pretty much was sure he was going to get killed. It's unbelievable, yeah. man. But I'm just saying, like, if you're trying to communicate, 
That's what it looks like. I love it. When you said focus is about commitment, it's like, exactly. What are you willing to commit to? Yeah. Yeah. And people, well, they're afraid to commit because it eliminates other possibilities when you commit. Yeah. Right. Like, well, but what if something else strikes my, what if I get another idea or what if, or what if this thing becomes unpopular? Right. Whatever. Right. Uh So, so yeah, it's like, I'm going to cover all my bases, but then you don't do a good job. Then you don't, it just, you can't now you've decided not to do a good job. Oh, that's good. You've decided not to do a good job. I told you I was in this uh, class one time and I, I told you the prof was like, uh, he was talking about communicating business, like to other people you work with. And, and he was like, yeah, tell people all the time. It's like, I really hope you don't, you decide not to fire yourself. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's a really interesting way. It's like, you know, the way you've been not coming to work and doing these things, like, I really hope you decide to stay because you're so talented and I hope you decide not to fire yourself. <laughs> right. I was like, that's a different way of saying it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. like when you can seriously boil it down to like what you just said, you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, no, that's what's going on. Yeah. You de- you de- what you said, you've decided not. I don't know what I said. Yeah. You said like you pretty much you decided not to be successful. Decided right? not like, to be good. Yeah. Yeah. But that's true. People decide that all the time. Mm. They, they. I think people feel safe in a crowd. They get lost in the crowd if they don't do, if they, if they, if it's mediocre, they get lost in the crowd. Mm. I don't think anybody wants to do anything bad. Yeah. Just good enough to get whatever strokes you were hoping for. Right. Like you're a great designer or illustrator, right? But no, not great. People don't want to be great. Great mm. is always a commitment. Yes. Right. Great people who are known for being great are often known also for being hard to deal with. <laughs> Yeah. And part of that is- You don't is, take feedback, Brian. Right. Right. I know if I'm great, but I don't yeah. want to say that. But 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 I think it's because they have a conviction, right? Now, some people are just jerks and that doesn't make yeah, sense, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And some people have a conviction, but they have zero track record. Right. Yeah. Right. But I think the conviction makes people sometimes hard to deal. Well, why don't you take this idea? Why don't you take that? Well, I have a thing. It's like these people with a commitment- um, to a path, to a way of thinking, to a way of being, mm-hmm. um, know what doesn't help them get there. Like, well, that's not going to help me, so yeah. I don't need that. Uh, well, that guy never takes my ideas, right? Well, get in line with the idea that we're trying to, you know. Yeah. Um, and in fact, I don't know if when somebody has a conviction, it's often... It's not intellectual. Help me understand that. Well, well, it's belief, right? People oh, yeah. have a belief. Yeah. It's not intellectual. It's emotional. Yes. Right. So that's why I think it's a, it's a feeling of being vulnerable and naked when you have a commitment because it's an emotional thing. You're putting yeah. your emotions out there, and we have a culture that frowns on that, right? Right. So, um, you know. I've talked about it before. People hate Spielberg. A lot of people do, right? More people like him, I think, than don't. Yeah, you would think so. But there are a lot of people who don't like him, right? And because he dares, I think, to um, to try to be clear, and sometimes he errs by being too clear, but he's trying to be clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and he goes there. He goes there. When he goes there, he goes there, right? So... Um, He's brave enough to put his emotions out there. He's brave enough to go for that thing, to swing for the fences on the emotional thing. 
But he gets criticized far more than people who don't communicate as clearly, people who don't have any convictions, people whose ideas are very, very muddy, because we are a society that likes the idea of people living in their heads versus living in their hearts. Hmm. But the problem is biologically, that's actually how it works. Right. But that's what we we'd like to pretend we're robots, but we're not. We're organic. Right. Like but we, we're, we're not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. That's not actually how our brains work. Right. So the intellectual filmmaker, mm-hmm. right? The person who um, gives you a headache when you're watching the movie because you don't know quite what's going on or what it means or whatever. We, those people, we love those people as a, as a society, especially um, sort of the elite um, film people. But it's like, oh, feeling things? First of all, they act like it's easy to do. It's not. No, it's ridiculously hard to do it. It's really and hard. for it to hit authentically, it's very hard. It's really hard. Um, and sometimes people are going to miss. I, I appreciate the swing and a miss mm-hmm. rather than the not swinging. Yeah. You know? You know how hard it is to cover a scene like the death of E.T.? I know. And not have it come off as cheesy? I know. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's hard. Or, yeah. or, or, or Green Mile. or any, It's yeah. like doing that stuff right is so stinking scary and hard to do. It's so much easier to pull back and be like, oh, you didn't get the wink? Right. Ah, I winked. Uh, you didn't catch it. You know, It's like, that's easy. Yeah. Having no conviction and trying to fly under the radar is really stinking easy. It is easy. It is easy. But people somehow want the... They want, again, they want all the benefits. Uh-huh. They would like to have all the benefits. You know, um, it's like yeah. when Terry Gilliam talks about Spielberg. Yeah, it's like whatever. Yeah. You can hear him talking about it on YouTube. But the way he talks about him, it's like, and yet, you, you know, you don't, whatever. I mean, I don't want to get into it, but I, it, it, it makes me angry because he acts like that guy doesn't, like, that guy has no, he doesn't do anything. What he does is easy. It's like, no, is it's it? insane. You do it. Do it. Just do it once. Yeah. Just do it once. It's insane. Yeah. The craziest thing about Spielberg is that he doesn't show his cards because he doesn't need to. You don't notice anything. Mm-hmm. Like, his camera moves and stuff. He'll do insane things and people, and you look at the audience and they didn't even catch it. And you're like, God, he's so good. He's like an incredible magician. You know what it is? They, when they do catch it, they think they've caught it all. Hmm. Right? Hmm. So when they do catch, it's like with me with, uh, with my dyslexia. So uh, if I have a spelling mistake or the commas, not in the, whatever. What's interesting is people who are good at catching that stuff. So I usually have people proofread my stuff and somebody will read it and they'll catch those things. And they'll go, I caught this, you know, and you know, and I'm appreciative of them because I can't find that stuff. But then the next person who reads it catches it and they think they caught everything. Like, you know what? You didn't do this and you didn't do this. And, the, you know, I'm pretty good at catching that stuff. And the next person who reads it goes, you miss this and you miss that. And you miss it. Like several people will all think they caught it all and they haven't. Um, why was I talking about that? But is that the goal? To catch it is, all? No, is to is to be... Uh, flawless and to not take risks. Yeah, but God, I had a point. Now it's gone. Well, never mind. No, you said that people, the same thing you said, your problem with Spielberg is that oh. people have a Spielberg because they'll be like, you oh, know, right. The they'll see it. They'll see the one thing and they think they caught it all. So he'll do something that works yeah. and they won't notice. Right. Then he'll do something that maybe doesn't work and they go, he's a hack. <laughs> right steven spielberg's a hack the, yeah. but people say right. stuff like that all the time i i guess there's a somebody was saying you know um uh 
his films aren't very intelligent. They don't get the sense that he's very intelligent and it feels like he's never. That's unbelievable. Really? Somebody said that. Yeah. It's like, it seems like he's never read a book. Now, here's what's interesting to me about that is now you're taking, but there's different kinds of literacy, right? There's, there's, there's visual literacy, right? He's fluent in visual literacy. <laughs> yeah. He's fluent uh -huh. in it, right? He's also dyslexic, right? So that's how he communicates. And what he communicates is usually emotions. And, and very effectively. Unbelievably effectively, yeah. right? Whereas um, there are people who are smart in quotes, uh, but they don't make you feel anything. No. They make you think things. They don't make you feel things. And because we think it's better to think than to feel, mm -hmm. right? I, I noticed that the think filmmakers, nobody calls them, like, there's stuff they do that sucks that nobody calls them on. No, it's crazy. Because, oh, cause, no, but they're genius. Oh, okay, I see. So, even though I fell asleep. Yeah, no, brands do the same thing. You yeah. ever watch the commercial and it's like, introducing the new whatever phone with 24 gigs of RAM and 16 megahertz of blah, blah, and people just like glaze over and they go like, but we communicated so clearly. You didn't say shit. Right, right. Yeah. Right? You did the safest thing in the world and you you put a bunch of data inside of a shotgun and just like blasted it all over the screen. Yeah. You didn't say anything. And by the way, that commercial didn't cost you anything. Right. Because you didn't talk about anything. You just right. said 24 gigahertz of blah, 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 blah. No one's ever going to remember that. Right. And then you go like, gosh, man, I want to stand out like Patagonia. And it's like, Patagonia will take their website down to protect national park. Like, right. no one does that. Right. Well, I was thinking about like, you look at uh, somebody trying to sell, sell you on a, a cell phone or something. And uh, they tell you all the, you know, they give you a bunch of stats. Yeah. You know, uh, it does this, it can do that, it can do this, and it's blah, blah, blah. And this is how powerful it is and whatever. Excuse me. So there's that. There's also like um, the first uh, FaceTime ad. Yeah, it's awesome. Right? Where, where it's people connecting, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, this is a soldier. He's deployed. This is his wife. She's just had a baby or having a baby, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And so you see that and nobody has to sell you anything. No. Because you felt something. It, they dramatized it. Yeah. So nobody has to sell you. It's like, I don't know. I just need that thing that makes me feel like that. I'll buy yeah. one of those if it's going to do that yes. for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's hard to get people to sign off on that stuff. Yes, it, it is because it's risky. Yeah. And it's a commitment. Yeah. You want me to actually go out there and make it look like we feel things at this company? Yeah. <laughs> are you full of human beings? And are you talking to other human beings? Yeah. Yes. Then yeah, 100% you should do that. Yeah. I wonder why we are so scared of that in this society it's not true of all society yeah i think it's i think i think therefore i am mm -hmm. I, I seriously it's Descartes. like i think it goes back to when we started putting the mind above everything else mm -hmm. as the pinnacle mm -hmm. right um which is crazy and, and it's it, crazy it's crazy because i think about some of the kindest most sincere people i've ever met that have done more good and been good for this world like my grandmother or like my six-year-old daughter who who has zero um resume right. but if she was to die she meant everything but you said like well how intellectually stable was she or whatever like well she was a little girl i don't right at some point the mind became the thing right right and um 
And the, the slippery slope of that stuff is bonkers. Because really... when you look at what happened yeah. in World War II yeah, with, exactly, people with people with yeah. intellectual, depending on where they were at on the... Yeah. Once you start saying... And also, here's the funny thing about the, the, how the way these things work. People always say, well, this is what good is. Mm-hmm. And you go, what does good mean? Oh, good is pretty much exactly what you are. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about dyslexia a lot. But like right. when I was a kid, you told me to stop saying it too. It, it was a, a learning a disability. Disab- yeah. It's not. It's not a disability. It's not. But usually it's like the people making the test in school though, they what? say, this is what excellence means. What does excellent mean? It means you're like me. Right. That is never a good thing. No, it's not. It never works out. No. People like me are uh, what perfection looks like in some form or another. Yeah. That, the, the, go look around and see if that actually worked out. <laughs> yeah, it never works. Because it's a lie. Right. It's a flat out lie, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so at some point we've got scared of, and so, so then you end up going like, you know whose who's films are going to win and who books are going to win in the future? For me. I think the future of brands and stories and everything is whoever gets is all about a race to vulnerability. Mm-hmm. I think I think whoever is the most honest and the most vulnerable yeah. and willing to go there, they're going to win in the future. Because with the rise of AI, we're getting in all sorts of stuff now, right now. But with the rise of machines and all this fun stuff, you know the one thing we're really good at, though that we can be better at than machines, being human. Yeah, it's true. And so if you're going to lose. It's like, we're never going to be able to compete with machines on who can lift more stuff. <laughs> right. 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 Um, Big Blue taught us that when it came to chess. Right. We're not going to be able to outmaneuver a computer. Right. But we can outfeel something. Right. right. It's our only, it's really, it's our only avenue left. Right. And so. And feeling's an important thing. Dude, it's, it's what n- makes us human. Yeah. So it's not. It's, it's not, how we make decisions. It's not inconsequential. N- no. What yeah. else do we have? Yeah. So. I want to make a. I want to write a novel, or make a movie, um, or make a TV show, where we never where where. No, but the one thing I know I don't want to do is make anybody feel anything. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, "Oh well, you're just writing a white paper, or you're that's yeah. not a story, right?" Yeah, what's the point of it if you're if you're not making people feel things, right? Um, it's pride. Yeah, I want people to think I'm smart, right? Why? When did that become the thing? Is the job of you making a film or whatever, right? Be the CMO of a company just to make people think that you're smart. Yeah. If that became the like highest level to achieve, it's about you. That's individual psychology. That goes back to the fifties, right? Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, at some point, it stopped about be- it stopped being about other people. Mm-hmm. Because when you're talking about stories and survival information, that's about other, it's about giving to other people. It's about, it's like, man, I'm having a hard time, Brian. You go like, I know what that felt, you know, let me tell you about a time I felt like that. Right. You're helping me. Right. You're not leaving me down. So I was just talking about this. So uh, when I started in motion graphics, uh, if we had to shoot a title or something, title card or something, uh, I was taught that you read it three times when you're shooting it, and that'll be long enough for most people to read it. So you read it three times. So I was watching something the other day, and something came up I was supposed to read, you know, before the thing started. So it comes up, and it goes away. And I was like, oh, the rest of this won't be any good. Because huh. they didn't care enough to communicate with me just now. They knew I had to, they put the words up there for people to read them, and then they didn't allow the time for them to be read. So they're not making it about me, the audience. Somehow they're making it about them. Hmm. And it, the whole thing, it, it, 
I've seen this a lot now. That seems to be true. It's like, if you didn't think about that, you didn't think about anything else and how you're going to. So it's like, this film takes place in 1962. They've seen a bunch of like, cut it down, cut it down. And you go, this film took gone. And you're like, what? So it's the same thing. Like it's a first page problem. Yes. So you saw that and you went, this isn't going to be good. It's not yeah. going to work. It's not going to work because they're not thinking huh, about just me. Just from that one thing. They're not thinking about me. It's clear they're not thinking about me. Yeah. But I, if I ask you this, like, who are most filmmakers thinking about? They're often thinking about themselves. They're often thinking about themselves. What am I going to look like? What's this going to look what, all, about themselves? It's n they don't. If you're doing it right, I don't think it's about you. And I think that you try to make it as little about you as possible. Mm -hmm. um, at least in, in terms of your ego. I mean, it can be about your conviction. Yeah. But not about you. That makes the goal sense. is not for people to walk away and go like, oh my gosh, look how smart Spielberg is. Spielberg's trying to make a movie. So that when you walk away, you're affected by the movie, right? Have you ever seen uh, Judgment at Nuremberg? Oh my God, you gave it to me. I haven't seen that forever. I saw, it in I saw it in high school, I think. Okay. And I haven't watched it. You gave me the DVD to watch again. Yeah. Um, actually, the only film class I actually ever took formal uh, film class is the Fred, the guy who directed that movie, Stanley Kramer. Really? Mm -hmm. uh, but there's, um, you, you were talking about uh, what happened in World War II with yeah. people with, uh, you know, um, learning issues and whatever. And there's a, there's a, there's a great painful scene of a guy who was sterilized hmm. and he's on the stand and they're saying he's not bright. And they ask him to, um, they ask him to um, construct a sentence using the words, um, Oh, what is it? Uh, hair, farmer. I can't remember, but anyway, um, hair hunter field. Construct a sentence, sentence using the words hair, farmer, field. And to watch this guy struggle with this is so painful. The actor it, uh, did an amazing job, too. Um, it's uh, Montgomery Cliff. And he's so good in it, and it's so painful to watch. And it, it is beyond intellectual. Mm -hmm. And all you do is think about that poor guy. You don't think about the actor and you don't think about the writer and you don't think about the director. Yeah. You think about that poor guy and you think about what was done in World War II and you think about what you're supposed to be thinking about. Yeah. You don't think what a brilliant writer Abby Mann is, not in that No, man. no, you're feeling it. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a, it's a main, it's amazingly, um, it's disturbing in the right way. Um, to the point where it's stuck with you how long? A long time. It's it, wait till you see it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, see, see, that's just it, right? You yeah. don't walk away. I mean, and you met the director, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Right. But I bet if you asked him, what's the one thing you want me to take away from, <laughs> from your film? <laughs> yeah. He'd probably be like, well, not me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh yeah. He wasn't about himself. Um, he made a lot of his movies were sort of social justice things. So he, he was not about himself at all. A lot of his movies were that some version of that. Um, Judy Garland's very good. In that movie too. Mm. See it. She's amazing in it. And she has a very similar kind of heartbreaking thing in that movie. So going back to the beginning, mm -hmm. the, the movies, movies are about, you see, you said it better than this, but like, there's one character. What'd you say? Drama's about 
It's about one character. It's about one character, right? Mm-hmm. It's about and one thing. And that character thing. is not you. Right. Yes. That character's not you. Um, yeah, that's a good distinction. Because that's some people think, well, that's just me going through a thing. You know, and, and a lot of people write stories as wish fulfillment, which is a problem. Mm-hmm. Unpack that. Well, they, they, they imagine themselves as the main character. Like, wouldn't it be cool to fight a dragon and blah 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 well what happens is when people do that they tend to write characters who aren't flawed right <laughs> because it's from their perspective yeah so it's this perfect human being often um and they tend to make bad decisions because they don't put that character through enough hardship because it's them hmm. and they're like i don't want that to happen to me right yeah so it ends up being um you know hero with no flaws and no actual conflict Yeah. Yeah. What did I see? I saw something where with the filmmaker, I was like, this person's never had a problem in their life. They think it just goes like, like, uh-huh. yeah, I can't. Uh, oh, I know what movie it was. I won't say. But, <laughs> but it, was a, it was a movie where uh, success came very easily to a main character in the thing. And I was like, oh, this is a person who's never had to really struggle. Yeah. yeah. They think that's the way it goes. You know, you... You go in and you get successful. It's like that. That's not how that works for uh-huh. most of us. No. Yeah. But that's also good news because then you actually appreciate it too. Right? That's true. And you know the difference. Yeah. What happens when, if I was to say, okay, I come to you, Brian, and say like, I know I'm only supposed to have one character. Mm-hmm. This particular story, I think I'm special. And I found a way to make it work with three characters. Or no, let's say two characters. Okay. I have two main characters. Mm -hmm. It's about both of them. Mm -hmm. And I think I did it in a way that will work. What would you say? I would say it's probably still about one character. They just don't know it. What makes you say that? Um... Usually they just, it just, it just works out that way. I don't know how else to say it, but I'm usually, some people have said that to me. I go, well, this is your main character. Look, and I could point it out and they go, oh yeah, I guess it is. Like usually just works out that way. Um, there's usually a character and sometimes it can be hard to say. Um, but usually if it's working, it's one character. It may look like it's about two characters. It may look like it's like parenthood is a really good example yeah. of this, right? Parenthood. Um, the movie. That's so good. Yeah. It's really well written and really well constructed. But Parenthood, the movie has, it, there's a ton of parents in the movie, yeah. parents and kids and stuff and all those relationships. And it, you could think it's about all of them, but it's not. It's about Steve Martin's character, Gil. Gil is the main character of that movie. And Gil wants to be a good father. And every other parent, child, you know, uh, relationship is our clones for Steve Martin. That's what they are. They're all clones to say, you could be a parent this way. You could be a parent that way. You could be a parent this way. This is the way Gil is doing it. Gil thinks he's failing. Hmm. He's probably the best parent in the piece. No, but it's he... stupid, man. That movie killed me last time. Yeah. It's, a, it. it's so well written. It's crazy. Cause it's right where I'm like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I got kids and like, it's yeah. so well done. Like, yeah. Yeah, the, it's got some of the best writing I've seen. It's crazy. Yeah, like it, it, those guys are so good they don't look like they're doing anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're really effortless. Good. Yeah, 
And they they always go for emotion in the best way. Always. Yeah. City Slickers is the shit. Yeah, those guys. Yeah, Lowell Gaines and Bob Seriously. Lennon. Yeah. They're amazing. Yeah. Yeah. League of Their Own. Oh, like, dude. Yeah. yeah. God, we were talking about broadcast news and like. Uh, James Brooks. Yeah. James Brooks is like. <laughs> James Brooks. Yeah. I mean, you can't say enough about it. No, you can't. James Brooks is so good. It makes my like heart hurt. <laughs> yeah. Like I watch him work and I'm just like, you talked before, like, you're like, man, like, like, uh, Green Mile, Charles Jank, you're like, that's the kind of stuff that I like really. It's like, dude, James Brooks, man. He slays it. Yeah. Yeah. Slays it. He does. And when that's pretty pretty n new stuff, I guess. 20 years. See, that's the thing. You start going, I don't know what new means anymore, right? But I mean, so. man alive. If you just watch. But here's the thing. How, where did he learn? He, he learned on he learned from TV. Mary Tyler Moore. Mike. The know. people that came out of Mary Tyler Moore is bonkers. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, he did. He he did a show. He did a show before that called uh, Room Two Twenty Two, and then they did the, the Mary Tyler Moore Show, nineteen seventy, um, which is an amazing show. I think twenty six Emmys. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Really well written show. Yeah, it's a crazy show. But yeah. if you look at the the people that came out of that show, I know. In front of the camera, behind the camera, it's I know. Crazy. I know it is. It's crazy. Yeah. Um. Just unbelievably. Uh, Here's the thing about like something like as good as it gets. Yeah. It goes there. Yeah, it does. Broadcast it does. news, it goes there. It sure does. Yeah, they both All do. of his stuff goes, like, he not, is willing to go there. He is. Yeah, he'll go there. And you don't remember how messed, like, there's some stuff in those movies. I know. But it's what makes it matter later on. Yeah. His cruelty and the words he uses and stuff. Yeah. It's pretty serious. It gets very serious. But when you walk away. Yeah. It just. That's the hardest part to get people through for us often yeah. is that going there part so that's the hardest part it's the hardest part oh but why'd you why'd you get so negative can we not go there but yeah. still have the yeah yeah can we have the good news without the bad news <laughs> it's like no, no. Yeah. yeah you know it's like that's not i like when the roller coaster is moving up why does it have to go down? And you're like, <laughs> it's a, a roller coaster. That's what it. <laughs> yeah. Life works like that. Yeah. Life is conflict all the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But man, like, he's a good guy to look at. I, James I'm Brooks just, is my I mean, god. He's, yeah, he's he's James Brooks. He's not. He's you know, if he makes a movie, stars line up to be in it because. Oh yeah. 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 Um, they'll line up to be. It in will it. be good. Right. Yeah. They will get an opportunity to do good work. James Brooks has done more stuff. It's insane. But here's the funny thing. He doesn't make it about him. No, he doesn't. And you know that because right now, most people don't know who we're talking about. It's true. And he's done about everything. And he's been around forever. Yeah. Forever. Wanna know, I want to name off some other shows he's had something to do with. Um, uh, he did uh, Taxi. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did. There's another pretty significant, right? He did The Simpsons. The Simpsons, a pretty big one. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So you go, think about that. Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah. It's a part of Taxi, The Simpsons. Yeah. It's like when you look it up and you go like, yeah, but here's the thing. Nobody knows what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's somebody who's just really good at their job, does their job and goes home. Mm hmm. You got to respect that. Yeah. He's so good. I wish there were, I wish there were more interviews with him and things like I that. I know, man. Trying yeah. to find stuff with him is so hard. It's really hard. Yeah. He, he just is. does his job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, broadcast news. I'm telling you that movie blew my mind, especially yeah. right now. It's crazy. Yeah.
There's some interesting things about it, especially if you know the Mary Tyler Moore show as well as I do. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's some like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, so, but he's a great example of, right? Yeah. Stories about one character and that character's not you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, the, the whole idea, I think it's just, again, going back to focus. It's all just focus. A single character and a single idea is all about focus and it, it helps you get your idea helps you hit your target more cleanly yes right if you're saying something say it you need this one character your character is your arrow that helps you hit that target yes you know it's funny brian is i do product development on other companies and stuff it's like i write the story of the i write the story of the product before i build it Mm -hmm. right right the focus the difference is insane right it's the same thing again it's all these principles apply to like it's all about that. If you can be hyper-focused, you know it's really hard to mess with somebody who's hyper-focused? Yeah. It's really hard to knock them off or, you know what I mean? Or, yeah. Man, if you can find that focus and there's nothing like the focus that comes with knowing who you are and what you're trying to say. Yeah. Man, then yeah. you're in business. Yeah, it's, it's true. Um, I mean, look, if you're doing any kind of creative work, it's always a risk. Yeah. You can't not have risk. Yeah. So- Trying to minimize your risk in some ways is ridiculous because you there's just going to be risk. Yeah. Here's the thing. If you, if you have a conviction and you stick to it, if it works, you'll be successful beyond your, you know, yeah. you, know you know what I mean? Because it'll really work like, yeah. like Steve Jobs. It'll really, right. really yeah. work. Right. The other thing is if it doesn't work, you at least stuck by your convictions mm-hmm. because if you didn't and it didn't work, you got nothing. Yeah. Right. But if you did it and it, for whatever reason, didn't work, you go, well, I feel proud about what I did. Yeah. <laughs> I said something worth saying. Yeah. Right. And it, it, it will speak to someone. Yeah. Right. It will work for someone. Um, especially if you had something real to say. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, um, old souls, whatever. But it was interesting that I, I wrote it to sort of honor, uh, you know, some grief that I saw someone going through. And it's really interesting that there were people who um, are dealing with grief who read the book and go, that helped me. Hmm. Um, I mean, it just looks like a reincarnation story to some people. But for, for people who understand what I'm really getting at, who are dealing with something, um, it speak. I, I can't ask for a better compliment than that. It doesn't matter if I get a bad review. Oh, I like the basic idea, but blah blah blah, whatever. When somebody says this has helped me get through getting me through my grief, then I can't ask for a better compliment. No, it's amazing. Yeah, but you have your story, which anyone can understand if you read it. Right, it's clear. But then there's also this ghost in there somewhere. Yeah, that's helping people like that. Yeah, it's really interesting. There's more layers to it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, for me, it came from a very real place. It's a fantasy piece in a way, but it came from a very real place where I had something I really wanted to say about being alive right now and living for now. Yeah. You know, um, because I've seen grief eat people alive. Yeah. Take people. It'll take you with it. Somebody will die if you're, it can, grief can take you down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's true. It is true. And that's why it works is because you're also coming from a position of truth. Yeah. Yeah. Try to. Yep. Yeah. 
right. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, one thanks. character. One character. I think we got that in there one somewhere. One character, one story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Thanks, right. Brian. Yeah, sure. Thanks for tuning in to You Are a Storyteller. If you have any questions or if there is a storytelling topic you'd like us to cover, leave a comment below or email us at hello at beliefagency.com.